Feed me! Feed me more! Feed me more! Feed me Sunday's WWE Extravaganza Hell in the Cell 2012, which I was fortunate enough to be in attendance for, and I really thought this was the epitome of the worst kind of show, and that there was nothing overly bad to be entertained about, and there was nothing really good about this show, and it just, there was a lot of dull moments, and uh, makes for a dull show, unfortunately. Although there were some, uh, there were some, I guess, positives to take out of this show. Not necessarily take out of it, but there were some positives on the show. Orton and Del Rio was every Del Rio 12-minute, 13, 14, 15-minute pay-per-view match that I've ever seen. I always feel like there's a higher ceiling for Del Rio, but other than the match with Christian at Extreme Rules last year, and maybe one or two of the Cena matches and the Punk match from Survivor Series, but even that only went, I think, like 15 minutes, and I think probably both of the... Uh, the one notable scene that I remember, because I know there were some three ways, so I'm getting stuff confused, were all barely like in the 15-minute range. I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle a 20-minute match. And I always feel like there's a higher ceiling for it, but then... And, and I always think they're very entertaining. That's not really a slide at it. I just think they're capable... I always feel like they're capable of more, and they just kind of... Not necessarily end abruptly, but they end abruptly. Um... There was a couple nifty spots in this match. I thought Del Rio doing the uh, double stomp, which I don't know if he's been doing that. Uh, I don't really watch television. Uh, and I've probably seen him do it. I just don't remember. And then I thought the finish, uh, really, uh, they had the hiccup in the middle of the match. And then the only other notable thing was the finish, which I'm not sure how it came off on the broadcast. I've heard it came off kind of poorly. From where I was sitting, it was awesome. My observation was it completely went over the crowd's head. Um... So it didn't. The move itself didn't really get a reaction, um, but uh, the finish did. Um, the tag title match. Um, I was surprised to see this second on the show. I mean, once the finish happened, it kind of made sense with this finish here and the finish in the main event uh, to kind of space out, kind of the shady stuff. Having said that, the tag that went on after it was in the middle of the show with the twenty-minute match after it and another title match right after it. That so, I think. It just makes the tag titles look kind of what they always are. You know, you hear from time to time kind of a re-emphasis on the tag division. My problem with this match was this was actually one of the matches that I had expectations for leading to the show, higher than most other ma probably more than anything else on the show, other than Del Rio and Orton, I think. Um, and they just had a 13, and I hate to use it because it's pretty much cliche at this point, but they had a 13-minute TV match, you know? Um, and this was the first thing that they announced for this show. The first or the second thing that they announced was that they were going to do the tag title tournament and that the finals would be at the pay-per-view. And when you think an emphasis back on the titles, and I look at this match on paper and I'm like, okay, this is four quality, well, wow, okay, three quality guys and Kane, 
you know, if they get 15 to 20 minutes, like, like, when was the last time that a WWE tag title match got 15 minutes? I mean, we'll probably have to go back to, like, 2004, 2003. Um, but yeah, the finish was really lame, too. Miz and Kofi, I actually saw the main event um, match they had, and that one actually got a lot of time, and they did a lot, so in theory, I would probably like it. I didn't. I thought the I thought the ideas were there. I didn't necessarily think the execution was. I thought it was kind of sloppy. Um, I know a lot of people that really liked it. So, um, And they actually played off some of the spots that they did in that match here. Uh, this, But much like this was a condensed version of it. Um, and which I really don't understand. You know, it's very obvious on this show that they were trying to fill time. So, we'll fill it by just having extended heat segments and tag matches, rather than giving... And what doesn't make a lot of sense to me is, like, it's kind of like... I would rather have quality over quantity, and I expected matches to get added to the show just because that's the way it is. Um, there's always It's always going to be a seven or eight match card, but there were six matches coming into the show. And it's like, Del Rio and Orton in this match, you have four guys that the crowd's familiar with, unlike Claudio and Gabriel, which is a match that I would love to see get 15 minutes, but, you know, would never work. But here you have four guys that the crowd are familiar with, so why don't you just give Del Rio and Orton five more minutes? Why don't you give, why don't you tell Kofi and The Miz to go out there and try to top the match they had in the main event, which went 15, 16, 17 minutes or something like that on the broadcast? But instead they had, you know, a 10-minute condensed pay-per-view match version of that. Um, I do appreciate the fact that they played off one spot in particular. I actually went to pee in the middle of this. But there was one spot where Kofi did a roll-through over the ring steps, and he jumped over, and then he came back with a clothesline on the main event, and then here on the pay-per-view, or uh, Miz cut him off with a big boot, so I thought that was pretty nifty, and that was the highlight of the match for me. Gabriel and Claudio, they had no chance. Um, I haven't watched anything back, but there was a lot of cool stuff in it, but it was very difficult for me to get into it just because of how the people around me were responding, which was either not responding or chanting boring, or this sucks, which it's always interesting, you know, the, the perception of, uh, of what, uh, you know, of what, what makes something good or bad and when it when it comes to, you know, kind of a bigger bigger scale or bigger stage, I guess. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara against the primetime players. JP brought it up on Twitter. I actually never really... <clears throat> maybe I've had the conversation with him once before, maybe somebody else, but these matches, or any matches, where there's like, a, like, like an extended heat segment and then your go-home is like... is like nothing. So you... you dedicate you know, 80% of the match to a heat segment, you had a 10, you know, a 10, 10% opening, and then you have like a 10% finish. I, I don't, it's like, what, what was I getting invested for? And then I really don't get any payoff. Uh, Sin Cara hurt himself in the match. I don't know what happened, but it's not surprising. He always seems to find himself hurt. Sheamus and Big Show, I don't, I don't feel like it's, I really want to watch it back before I give a necessary critique, and maybe I should have thought about that before I decided to jump on here, but I did this spontaneously, so if I waited, I probably never would have done one um, to give it a fair judgment, but <clears throat> I've seen some very polarizing reactions to this, like uh, a 
a really close uh, personal friend or two really thought that this was like one of the best WWE matches of the year. I've seen some people that thought the ending stretch was really good, so that made it a really entertaining, and especially on this show, it's not like they had a lot to us, you know, to, to overcome to stand out. Um, and then I've actually seen some people that really didn't like it at all. Um, that's with the finishing sequence. My main observation of the match was that they blew through Big Show's KO punch and Sheamus's bro kick. I didn't really get that that was like get a sense that that was the story of the match. Uh, mind you, I don't watch the television, but I thought it was more about Sheamus hitting the bro kick on Big Show because he's a giant, so it's going to be difficult for him to do. I thought that was the story. Uh, so when he hits, um, or I guess it was first Big Show hit the KO punch and he kicked out, I was like, okay, wow. And then he kicked out, of, uh, then Big Show kicked out of the bro kick. I was even more surprised. I think look, it certainly benefited this match. I just thought that, I mean, how long have they established both of those finishers? I mean, the bro kick since at least before WrestleMania, the KO punch since late last year, probably, and they use it here. Um, which, again, it, it benefited this particular match, but I think there's a bigger payoff down the line and to make it a lot more important. And Big Show, you know... Uh, this this turned out to be the most enjoyable thing on the show. It, it was the thing that I was least looking forward to. I know a lot of people, because of performances like this, really like the big show. It, it helps when he's booked like a giant. Uh, same thing happened to Mark Henry. If you book him like just another guy, it's never going to work. But when you book him for what he is, it works. And they that's what they did in this particular match. And also the SummerSlam match with Big Show and Punk and Cena, I really enjoyed. I think I liked that a lot more just because they had Big Show pretty much dominate the match like it should be. And he, I think, I did think the opening, like, heat segment went too long. Like, I think you could have cut it out by five minutes and it would have accomplished the same thing. So people's attention would have been kept. Um, but he dominated the first ten minutes of the match, which is great because that's what a giant should do. Then he's going to get worn down and Sheamus is going to, you know have his comeback, and then they do the big near falls, which, you know, and they all worked. Uh, I, I did see the finishing stretch of this match. It was the only thing that I watched back on the broadcast. I didn't watch the entire match. Um, and I felt like the heat didn't really translate that well, because I thought the crowd was going absolutely bonkers for this. And I didn't think the crowd was as, you know, I was there. I'm not trying to defend the crowd. You know, I get on a lot of people's cases at shows they attend where, where they make stupid comments. Just, hey, because I was there, right? But uh, So it's always better when you're there. Um, and I don't I don't think a lot of people blame the crowd for not being into the show. I mean, you know, there, there wasn't uh, particularly much uh, interesting about the show. The three-way women's match. Uh, women's matches, unfortunately... I, I don't know if it's because they have a new agent or what the case is, but they're not as bad as they were two or three years ago. Um, on paper, with Caitlyn in this match, you expect it to be really, really bad, and you actually look forward to that because, again, at least I can get some sort of entertainment out of it, but instead they just had, like, a okay match. Uh, Eve completely missed the finish uh, when she did the, the senton or front flip. I don't know what you call it. Uh, she completely whiffed it. I don't know if that came across on the uh, broadcast, but uh, yeah, this was just there, like every women's match. Punk and Ryback, um, the one appreciation I can take away from this is that 
historically, you're going to be able to look back at this show and say, hey, that was the show that Ryback was in, a Hell in a Cell, in the main event, challenging for the WWE Championship against CM Punk. Remember that? Uh, and maybe a lot of people won't remember it, but uh, I think I-, I always appreciate wrestling for those types of things because it makes a show unique, whether it's for the better or worse. It's something that'll stick out. And in a time when I think there's just way too much uh, repetitiveness, I appreciate these types of things. And I thought there was a genuine kind of intrigue, whether it's good or bad, into um, you know what the outcome of the match was going to be. I don't, you know, they booked themselves into a corner, and I don't want to go over the same things that everybody else has said on Twitter or, you know, that I've heard elsewhere. But, um, you know, they booked themselves into a corner, and they had to find a way out. There was probably better ideas, sure, but, you know, it's, uh, they got to keep Ryback strong, I guess. Um, and uh, then, you know, they, they tried to give you a little bit of a payoff with, uh, or at least something to be, I don't know, happy or excited about with uh, going up on top of the cage and Ryback murdering uh, the ref and uh, CM Punk and uh, so the show uh, probably the worst pay-per-view this year Um, I think uh, unfortunately there seems to be like this real disparity and like WWE like it's either like the the matches that are supposed to deliver are really delivering or there's just, like, these basic matches. Like, and it's kind of a recent trend. Like, I was really giving the WWE a benefit of the doubt, like, because I thought they were having good shows last year, and I think they've, like, Extreme Rules was obviously awesome this year. Um, But this year, again, has been kind of more miss than hit. Um, But, like, SummerSlam was a total house show. And, again, I don't want to use the cliche, but it's it's like Raw. You just, you, you have these matches, and you have, and it, it's been a problem for way too long, and it's probably always been a problem, but, um, well, not really, not in the 90s, because it wasn't, it, it wasn't possible because of how television was booked, but a real issue is how TV matches turn out better than pay-per-view matches, um, better than anything on the pay-per-views, you know, and it's, it's happened uh, so frequently, and now there's like, there's just no difference between what a what the standard of a television match is and a pay-per-view match now like there's not you know like the gap is kind of closed a little bit it's, and it's weird because I watch Miz and Kofi have like a 15 minute match on the main event which was compelling in the idea I still didn't wasn't really into the match as much as a lot of other people seem to be and then they just work a basic match here and I don't know it just why why exactly are you paying for it oh, because it's a show right and that's why you pay for it. Uh, with that said, uh, I want to thank you for listening. Freedmissionfr.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ben Turpin. Uh, tweet me. I'm on it quite frequently. Uh, with that said, I'll uh, probably be back with uh, sometime this weekend with uh, the Dragon Gate USA. I'm actually going to miss Massachusetts and New Jersey, but hopefully they'll have the replays up and uh, we'll do an audio on them early next week sometime, but I will be able to see the uh, Deer Park show live, uh, hopefully, as long as uh, the building didn't float away. Um, And with that said, uh, again, I'm Ben Turpin, and uh, I'll talk to you again real soon.